Welcome to Faith Builders Church live stream. I'll tell you, it's such a pleasure to be with all of you this evening. Before we get started, I just want to say a prayer just to bless the word and bless your heart to receive it. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this incredible opportunity to share your word, Father God. I pray for every person that hears this live stream this evening or at any point in the future. And I just thank you, Father God, that there are words that I will speak tonight out of the Word of God, out of Scripture, that will go deep into the hearts and the minds of people to change them and to transform them into your image, into your likeness, which is the blueprint of Jesus Christ. I give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you tonight about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You know, when you think of the word disciple, it means disciplined one, right? That's where it comes from is discipline. And, you know, I don't know of too many people out there anymore that want to, you know, experience discipline. But if we're really to gather who we are in Jesus Christ, We've really got to understand that it would be better to have some discipline in our lives than to just continue to go a direction that isn't going to lead us where we want to go. You know, the Bible talks about us as his people as sheep, right? And there's a shepherd. Well, how many people know that if you just let sheep just go wherever they want to go, they're probably going to get ate up by wolves, Um so a little bit of discipline with the staff, which in the Word of God, the staff represents the Word of God, then we could be directed as to where God wants us in, in life, uh, this life that we're living right here, right now, and in the life to come. Let's talk about being a disciple of Christ, but let's talk about it from a very practical perspective. What we know is that everything that is belongs to God. Everything. And if it belongs to God, then we really need to begin to understand that, oh, that's right. I belong to God. E even, even the person who, who's never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior still belongs to to God. That, that, that's why Jesus came. He's like, hey, just come through Christ and, and, and then you can have everything that I intended for mankind to have so that you're not living separate from me and, and just doing what you know to do, but you're actually doing what I've called you to do. Because His will, well, that's right, it, it's His will. You know, health well, it's his health that he shares with us. Well-being, it's it shared with us. It's his word he shares with us. But you see, many of us won't accept that we're his. And, and, and I mean completely. I don't just mean, well, I go to church and all of that, but then, you know, when, when life gets turned upside down, well, then I run for the hills. Well, no, no, you, you don't run for the hills. You, you, you have faith. You have a measure of faith, and, and you stand there for and, and And you say, God, I'm yours. I, I, I'm yours. And the more we can really start to 
grab a hold of that and understand that, the more we can really operate from a place of, I am God's property. My outcome is God's property. Once I give my life over to God, and, and sometimes, listen, you could have given your life to Jesus Christ, you know, 20 years ago, but then you didn't really live like what I'm talking about, like where you have the favor, the blessing, the increase of God. See, the discipline isn't to put you in a bad place. It's to put you in a really powerful place to be an influence not only in your own life, but in the lives that you come in contact with. You are the vessel of God's glory. And you, you could watch the message I did last week. Man, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are that. But if you don't really understand that everything belongs to God and if everything belongs to God then I'm just a steward of those things and when I say just a steward I, I probably shouldn't even say it that way I get to be a steward of those things and God says that you know if, if, if we're faithful with the little things in our lives that he'll make us rulers of greater things and greater things and greater things in fact the things that seem great to us now will become the little things later because we'll keep progressing in who we are in Christ. This is, this is absolutely powerful. To begin to understand that the discipline, becoming a disciple of Christ, is for your benefit because you belong to Him, as does everything else. So if everything belongs to Him and you've made it right with Him to say, I belong to Him as well, now you're walking in a completely different supernatural realm that you may be going, I don't even know what you're talking about, Pastor Paul. I'm talking about something that is, is so supernatural that God's influence in your life is so significant because you give it to him. You give him your business. You give him your family. You give him your life. You give him, I mean, your car, your finances. You give him everything, your giftings, your talents, your abilities, everything. I give them all to you, God. Now direct me as to how I should do this. Whoa, watch out because now God has actual influence to bring the things because everything's his. Everything. He can bring those things into your life. That's the will of God for you. That's what God wants to do for you. In fact, it's already done. He's made a way where there seems to be no way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man's going to come to the Father to get what I'm talking about except by Christ. It's not, it, it's not just to get to heaven someday. Heaven's not going to be full of a bunch of little fat babies floating around on clouds. That's not going to happen. God's will, God's purpose is going to endure forever and ever and ever. And you're going to be with him forever and ever and ever. I can't even imagine what I'll become the moment I just walk into heaven one day and get, the, get that download. Like, whoa, what in the world? Like, wow, this is unbelievable. But what I'm telling you is you don't need to wait till you get to heaven to start getting some of these downloads, some of these revelations of who you are in Christ, some of these revelations of what you can obtain in this life. You see, in, in the garden, God gave Adam dominion, power, authority, and abundance. He gave him all those things. And listen, Christ restored all that. The reason Christ came was so that we could have life 
Yes, good, I'm alive and I'm breathing, but not just life, a life of more abundance. That's what Christ came. That's what the scriptures tell us. Let's read in Matthew here, chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. It says, then, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, he's talking to you as well right now, I have been given all authority in heaven, and on earth. So Jesus says, listen, I own it all. I can do whatever I choose to do from now on. And it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given to you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What he's saying here is, listen, you're my disciples, and I'm sitting here as, as, a, as your pastor and saying, you are a disciple of the Word of God, okay? So now you've got what God has given to you. And, and listen, it's vast. Some Christians are here and there and everywhere, and, and they've grown in different ways, but whatever you've received from God has forever changed you. I mean, forever. So now you need to take what God has done in your life and you need to begin to reach out and disciple others. You can do that. In fact, if you truly want to be discipled, then you really need to do God's will in your life. Well, what's God's will in my life? <laughs> Listen, you're going to have to go and make other disciples. Well, I don't know enough about the Word of God to go out and make other disciples. Yes, you do. It's simple. It's not difficult. It's not hard. Share your testimony with them. Share with them what Christ has done in your life. Share with them that, listen, without Christ, where in the world are we going? We all belong to him, and if we deny him, then we're denying who we truly are. You don't want to do that. You don't want to fight God. You don't want to resist God. You want to embrace God. You want to bring God into your life in a new and a fresh way, day by day. God says he wants to take you from glory to glory to glory. And he says in the end of that scripture, he says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age, even to the end of whatever you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing in your life, it's not too big for God. In fact, even your problems are God's. He says, cast all your care upon me, upon Jesus. He wants them. Give him your problems, but first give him your life. Make sure that you understand at a very basic level that I am God's, that I have been bought with a price, that, l listen, I, there's no separation between me and God because I've received him as my Lord and Savior. Luke 10, verse 1 through 8, it says, Now the, now, it's, I keep wanting to say now. I guess the message tonight is now. <laughs> Grab a hold of that, now in Jesus' name. But it says, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples. Did you know that there were 72 other disciples other than Jesus? There was. <clears throat> and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. So he said, listen, guys, you're my disciples too. 
well, what about us? Yeah, you're my disciples too. But listen, you 70, I'm going to send you ahead and I want you to prepare the way for me when I get there. You tell everybody I'm coming. And that's really what our job is to tell everybody that Jesus is coming, that Jesus is going to rescue us from this life. I'm telling you, he's coming. It says these were the instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Say, God is in charge of the harvest. Amen. Listen, if it's up to you to get people saved, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. All he needs you to do is share the gospel. Jesus will get them saved. You just lead them to the simple prayer. Jesus will save them. You can save no one. God or Jesus is the Lord of the harvest, okay? He's in charge of the harvest. It says, ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. I'll tell you, not everybody's going to treat you, you know, with the greatest of, of respect when you share the gospel of the good news. Listen, the word of God is offensive. But listen, if, if they can just hear the word, you've got to remember that the word of God never returns void. So the word that they heard that offended them is still the word as seed that went into them, okay? Don't take any money with you, nor traveler's bag, nor extra uh, pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone along the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they're not, the blessing will return to you. So listen, even going out and sharing the gospel, creating new disciples, you could go into a situation and they could reject the truth and they could, they could refuse the blessing, but you'll get the blessing. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. It says, if you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. But hear this. This is what it means to be, I mean, a disciple. It says, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. That is so simple yet so profound. All it, all it means is, is you, you could go to your neighbor, you could go to your coworker, you, you could go to your highway or byway, wherever God's going to lead you. Okay, you just go to that place and you if you see someone sick there, you don't say, oh, well, I'll be praying for you. Don't ever say that. No, listen, if someone's sick and you see them as sick right there on that spot or there you've got someone telling you that someone is sick. Stop everything right there and say, well, let's pray right now in Jesus name. Do you know people will just do it? It's the last thing on their mind, but if you'll just say, well, let's pray right now in Jesus' name, and then just start into your prayer, you're giving an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to begin to move. So it's heal the sick and tell them that the kingdom of God is near you now. That listen, it's right here. Listen, you can receive Jesus as your, your Lord and Savior right here, right now. Don't tell them you're going to be praying for them. Pray for them. Okay. Matthew 10, 8, it says something so simple. This is what disciples should be doing. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. 
How many of you out there have received prayer? Okay, you came up to our altar here at this church or at another church or somebody prayed for you and you got a miracle. You got a miracle. It's because someone prayed. Now, if you've received a miracle in your life through prayer, why wouldn't you reach out to others and pray for them? Because that's really what a disciple would do. That's what a disciple would go out of their way to say, you know what, what God has done for me, I am going to share with others. This is my closing scripture, and it's found in James chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. It says, are any of you suffering hardships? Are any of you suffering hardships? You're watching this. I mean, you could have just stumbled across this or what. Listen, there's no happenstance with God. He wants to reach you right where you're at. So if you're suffering with hardships, it says you should pray. Well, you know, I did this and I did that. and I, I don't know how to get things started with God again. Stop that. Ask God to forgive you of your sin and he will forgive you. He's not against you. He's not waiting for you to slip and fall so that he can just crush you and, 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 and put you down. No, no, no. He Listen, if it says if you're suffering any hardship, you should pray. You should pray. And you could just say, God, I, I'm dealing with this in my life right now. I, I, don't, know how to, I don't know how to overcome this. And, and you know what, God, I, I just want you to, to help me. And, and you know what God will do? He'll help you. But God's just not there to just be your genie in a bottle every time you get in trouble. God wants a real relationship with you. Don't allow your sin or your sinful nature to separate you from God, from His church, from reading your Bible, from praying, from talking to God, you know, from, from reaching out to other Christians. Some of you are afraid to, you know, to, to invite yourself over to Christians' homes. Listen, invite yourself over. Just do it. Of course, we got to get over this COVID thing before you get too crazy. But listen, you know, maybe you could, you know, do some kind of video chat with them or whatever. Look for the opportunities. Take what's there and seize it by the Spirit of God. It says you should, it, it says, are you, are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Do you know you're an elder of the church? You could be an elder of the church. You could be a deacon of the church. Yes, you could. Seek first the kingdom of God and your right standing to do it, and God will add everything you have need of to you. Verse 15, it says, Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Listen, get it under the blood of Jesus. And listen, if you got anything missing, lacking in your life whatsoever, find out what the Word of God says, get someone on the phone, pray in faith, and receive it. Mark it on your calendar. Mark it on your calendar. On this day, I prayed for this 
thing and go back there every week and say, I prayed on that day and praise God. God heard my prayer. And you know what? God wants to heal my life. It says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I'll tell you, I love wonderful results. We all do. But if we're trying to do things on our own, chances are you're not going to find wonderful results. Wonder. Think of what wonder is. It's like, oh, I wonder how this could have happened for me. Well, it's because you had faith to believe. It's because you prayed and God honored your prayer. He heard your prayer and he responded just like he promised he'd do. Don't give up on God. He's never given up on you. He's never done anything mean to you. He's never done anything harsh towards you. No, listen, you are a disciple. He has a will for your life, and he wants you to take that course, not so life is difficult, but so that you could possess this incredible life that Christ has for you, where you could be praying for people. You could be, I mean, ministering to people. You, you could have a, an incredible purpose out there in your community and making a difference. That's God's will for your life. Now, if you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I tell you, you're in the right place in this service. We're going to say a prayer. And listen, it's simple. Don't make it difficult. It's simple. It's simple. He's going to hear this prayer, and he's going to respond to this prayer. So let's pray this together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you for saying that prayer. And if you did, please put a comment in the feed in this live stream. Let us know that you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hey, tune in this Sunday. Pastor Barb is going to have an incredible message just for you. God bless.